Holy Spirit, breathe upon our hearts with the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Raise us up from dullness of heart, from distraction of mind. And grant us grace to hear what you would say this night. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what it's like to feel trapped? Like the people of Israel as darkness falls by the shores of the Red Sea, water on one side, a host of deadly enemies approaching on the other, the Egyptian pharaoh leading them in hot pursuit, a wind rising and fear rising with it. We're like the three young Jewish men standing before an outraged emperor, bound in cords surrounded by soldiers, with the fury of the king's anger burning in front of them and the greater fierceness of the furnace roaring behind. And as Nebuchadnezzar gives the order, he growls in rage, who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? You can see the certainty reflected in the king's eyes. There's no escape, not for you. Or like the final impenetrable darkness of a tomb. A huge stone rolled in front of the entrance, bound and sealed in place with a military guard to make sure that nothing and nobody passes this boundary between death and life. Do you know what it's like to be trapped? And of course, most of you answer, yes, Father Jonathan, we've been under quarantine for several weeks. All of us have recent immediate experience of this feeling. We, we have intimate acquaintance with the constraints of our condition, with the limits of our creatureliness, with perhaps even the looming presence of our own mortality. And maybe we're starting to know and to see and to feel what it means to have an enemy. An enemy that pursues us with implacable hatred, an enemy that we're often unable to see, an enemy that stakes its claim and makes its camp within our own bodies. And I'm not talking about a virus. Or rather, this virus is just one small part of a far greater conflict in which we find ourselves. Ever since our first parents rebelled and chose to try to be like God apart from God, we've lived enslaved to fears and disordered desires that yank us in every direction. We're driven by self-will, self-loathing, by yearning and despair, knowing what we ought to do, knowing perhaps even what we want to do, but finding ourselves unable to attain that freedom. We're trapped. Like the people of Israel, we're slaves. Like the leaders of Babylon, we've subjected ourselves to the demands of false gods that expect our worship and are ready to rain down immediate and awful wrath on anyone who stands against them. And with all our best efforts, and all our striving, and all our wealth, and intelligence, and progress, and advancement, and technology, at the end of the day, we're still going to die. We're trapped in the empire of sin and the dominion of death. And there's no escape. There's no way out that doesn't take us straight into the depths of the sea, into the raging inferno, into the insatiable mouth of the grave. Do you know what it's like to be trapped? But tonight, 
Something happens by the shores of the Red Sea. As Moses stretches out his arm over the face of the deep and God moves, that east wind drives back the waters and the people of Israel pass through on dry ground. And the waves that threaten to destroy them stand as walls of protection on their right hand and on their left. Tonight, something happens in the great throne room of Babylon. As three men are flung through the door of a burning, fiery furnace, but then Nebuchadnezzar jumps up. And you can see the amazement and holy terror in his eyes, because suddenly he sees four men standing and walking, and the flames that were meant to incinerate their flesh burn nothing except the ropes that bound them. Tonight, something happens in the stillness and the darkness and the quiet of the tomb, where the torn and bound corpse of a crucified man lies in the chill of death. God moves, and a breath stirs, and the crucified man stretches out his arm and lifts the cloth from his face, and stands up and walks out of the grave as the stone rolls away and the soldiers who are set to guard a dead man and ensure the finality of his death instead faint with terror and fall like dead men at his living feet. Tonight, something happens in the empire of sin and the dominion of death. And what can Pharaoh's armies do except pursue them into the sea and founder and drown? What's Nebuchadnezzar supposed to do? He already threw them in a fiery furnace. Is he going to send someone in after them? What can anyone do to a man who has suffered an excruciating and torturous execution and been taken down and bound and buried and finished and done? And on the third day, he stands up again because he's done being dead. This is the night when Christ broke the bonds of death and hell and rose victorious from Tonight, maybe you feel trapped by disease, by despair, by your own anxieties, fears, failures, by past sins or present temptations or a future that turns out to be entirely beyond our control. Tonight, maybe you've been paralyzed by the thought of what might happen if you truly cast aside every weight of sin and every false allegiance and every chain that binds you. What might happen if you stood with these three young Hebrew men and said, no, we won't be enslaved to any other master. We won't bow before your false gods. That's a dangerous choice. Empires don't take kindly to those who reject their demands. And deep down, we know, don't we know this? That there is no escape and no way out that doesn't take us straight into the depths of the sea, into the raging inferno, into the insatiable mouth of the grave. But tonight, that's where God accomplishes his salvation. Tonight, that's where the Spirit moves. Tonight, that's where Jesus stands 
and walks with us through the midst of the waves, at the heart of the flames, in the depths of the earth and of the grave itself. We don't know how to face death on our own. We don't know what happens when our bodies and souls are undone. None of us have experienced that yet. But tonight, a man who is swallowed up by death stands on the other side and says, take my hand, I know the way. Are you ready to dare and to trust and to follow this Jesus? Through the sea of fear, through the assaults of temptation, through the fire of the world's ridicule, the world's incomprehension, maybe hardest the ordinary challenges of everyday steadfast obedience, and even through the pangs of death when that time comes, are you ready to take his hand and hold fast to the one who has gone ahead of us and who has promised to be with us? before whom the dominion of death has fallen and the empire of sin is crumbling. Are you ready to trust and to follow that Jesus, knowing that there's life and joy and freedom on the other side, that the place of our bondage has become the place of our deliverance, that Jesus has made a way through, and that, as the Molly Skaggs song says, if you walked out of the grave, I'm going to walk out too. Brothers and sisters, hear again the good news of this holy night. Death couldn't hold him. Christ has risen from the dead, trampling down death by death. And upon those in the tombs, upon us in the tombs, bestowing life. Alleluia. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. Alleluia.